Are you trying to achieve something that you say is great? If so, are you pursuing it with equal greatness? Are you willing to make investments in line with that great result that you're pursuing? Welcome to the Grow Time Business Devo, where we explore biblical principles for living a high performance and a God-honoring life. And my name is Kenneth Ott. And today we're in Philippians 3. We've been spending a lot of, well, just my devotion, my my morning devotionals have led me into Philippians a lot these days. And so thus we've been spending a lot of time there these days. Uh, But we're in Philippians 3 and it's going to be verse 7 through 10. Okay, and I'm calling this great sacrifice. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to pull some things out of here that uh, for me, were speaking to me as applicable to an entrepreneur, someone who's really ambitious, someone who has a lot of ambition and, pers- and, and a lot of desires in their heart. As I always do, that's what I'm going to be pulling from. That's the context uh, and the lens through which I'm looking at this. And so let's go ahead and read these verses. Um, but what things were gained to me these I've counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things for loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness, which is from God by faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. And so this is obviously a letter that Paul has written to the Philippians. And these verses, again, are really popular verses. We hear these all the time. But I'm just gonna break down four parts of this that kind of jumped out to me that would be applicable um, maybe from a different perspective than what you've heard it before. And so the first one, if we read verses seven and eight, but what things were gained to me, these, have, these I've counted as loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. And so Paul's comparing everything in the world to just the excellence of the knowledge Christ Jesus, not even Christ himself, but just the knowledge of him. He's saying nothing compares. I'd sacrifice everything for that great knowledge. And what I wanted to kind of bring out, what jumped out to me is if you think of anything great, if you have any great ambition, or if you're pursuing anything that is valuable and worthy of your life, and your and and you believe is great, right? Anything that you believe has been your calling, right? Anything that you believe is your mission. If you're pursuing something that's valuable enough to spend your life on it, okay, and then 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 it's here's the question for you. Does it not require great sacrifice? 
right? Can you achieve that thing by not being all in? I'll tell you what, I, I consult with a lot of businesses and it's very easy to see now that I've been doing this a long time, it's very easy to see the ones that are going to be successful and the ones that aren't. And often it comes down to primarily a couple things. The main thing is commitment to what they actually are trying to achieve. So what do I mean by that? So um, oftentimes when I begin consulting with someone or I begin coaching someone, I ask them about what their goals are, what, what they're trying to achieve. Oftentimes I get an answer that is, if they haven't thought about this before, it may be a pretty shallow answer, right? And try and double revenue or and try and do this or this or whatever. And so then I dig in further. What is the actual goal? And really what's the reason that you're trying to achieve that goal? Because obviously, unless you have a strong why, like reason for achieving or pursuing that thing that you think is valuable, right? Unless you have a strong why, you're not going to be able to push through all the challenges that are going to come when, um, as, as you're pursuing that goal. And there are going to be a lot of challenges, right? That's just going to be part of it. I'll dig into this. And it's pretty common for people not to have a very strong why, right? And what that leads to is if you don't have a strong why, you don't really see that goal as valuable enough to you. And if it's not valuable, then you won't make the appropriate sacrifices to actually achieve that thing. So when I see businesses fail, or when I see people not achieve what they're trying to achieve, oftentimes it's that they're not willing to invest on the level proportion of greatness of the goal, right? So they're not willing to invest to the proportion of the greatness of the goal. And so they want to achieve something great for mediocre inputs. And what I found in life is that never exists. Like there's almost nowhere where you can achieve something truly great with mediocre inputs. And so a question to you just that I'm thinking about today is, are you trying to achieve something that you say is great? If so, are you pursuing it with equal greatness? Are you willing to make investments in line with that great result that you're pursuing? Or are you putting in, or are you only willing to put in mediocre investment and mediocre effort? Because then you really don't believe that that thing is great. You don't have a strong why behind it and you will not achieve it, most likely. I've never seen a star athlete. I've never seen anyone of absolute excellence who's been able to achieve that excellence with mediocre inputs. And that's the first piece that I want to take away from this. It's not, it's not what Paul's saying, by the way. This is just a different application of this idea of obviously the knowledge, the excellence of Christ is so valuable that you're willing to sacrifice anything for it, right? But in the same way, if what you're pursuing is valuable, then you need to be willing to, 
to put the valuable and the, 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 the proportionate inputs to actually achieve that thing, right? To invest at the same level, to put excellence and effort into it to actually achieve that thing. Otherwise, you probably won't achieve it. So when I see businesses fail, when I see entrepreneurs fail, most of the time, it's because they were not willing. They, they, they said they wanted something, but they didn't actually want it when it came down to what they had to invest or what they had to sacrifice to get it. And what you'll find probably is when you see someone who has what you think you want, you might find that you're not willing to invest and sacrifice what they invested and sacrificed to get it. It may not be worth it. A lot of people want fame. A lot of people want a lot of riches. That, that, those things can be, those are powerful things. They can be really good, but they can be really bad. Sometimes the sacrifice that is required to achieve those things is not the same sacrifice that you'd be willing to give or should give, right? Sometimes you have to sacrifice your family. And I'm not saying that, that you have to be a sacrifice your family to be successful. I'm just saying sometimes when you look at certain people and you, and, and you, and you say, um, man, I really would love to have what that person has. And then you look at their life. Oftentimes they've sacrificed things that maybe you shouldn't or wouldn't be willing to sacrifice. And so that sacrifice, that investment is really key to think about because you want to achieve what you're going after. If you want to achieve it, you need to invest at that, that level. Right? You have to put the excellence in. And it's probably worth thinking about what investments actually required to actually pursue that thing. Make sure that you're in line with that. So that's kind of the first takeaway here is, um, is that idea of great things require great sacrifice. And then kind of as we move on, I'm going to stay in verse eight for a second. It says, yet, in, yet indeed, I also count all things for loss, for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. And this is a small point, but that word knowledge is in there. I count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Now, again, I'm going to look at this from a slightly different angle, but obviously, the knowledge of Christ Jesus is so valuable to saving your life, right? So that's that we know. But what I want to pull out here is, to me, I just thought it was interesting that, that the word knowledge was in there. Turns out knowledge in and of itself is very valuable. And sometimes we only value the doing and the action and the effort. There's this thing called effort bias in the world, right? And effort bias is basically when we only value people or things that require a lot of effort, right? We only require things that require a lot of effort. And we tend to then value people based on the effort that they put into things, right? This is called effort bias. And to me, I think it's a satanic principle because it's, it's the idea of stealing people's time in life, right? It's looking, only valuing the hard ways to achieve things. So I've talked about that before, but the, the kind of opposite of that effort bias is in some ways, knowledge. And what I mean by that is 
knowledge in and of itself is valuable, right? When, some, when you're trying to get somewhere and you don't have a map, you waste a lot of time and a lot of energy running around all over the place. And then you end up not getting to the place, the, the, the place that you're trying to go, right? Because you don't have a map. When someone gives you a map, that map has a lot of value. That's knowledge, right? That will show you the path, save you a lot of time and help you achieve that result, get to that end point. And knowledge is your map. I, um, I actually, I, I am part of several, they call masterminds, right? And this is something that you probably know and have heard of. Maybe you're a part of, right? Masterminds are, are, are simply collective knowledge, collective experience from people of, of about the same level that are pursuing the same type of goal. I also coach a lot of people, right? And that just that knowledge, that experience that I've had doing something that someone else is trying to achieve is extremely valuable because it saves them a ton of time, right? They can shortcut all the hard paths and take the path that's known to be correct. And so knowledge in and of itself is valuable. The next point I want to make is looking at verse nine, then it says, and be found in him, right? So account all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. And what I take away from that is knowledge must be applied. And so it's simply not enough to have the knowledge, the knowledge of the excellence of Christ Jesus, or the knowledge of how to pursue the path that you're going. It's not enough to just have the knowledge. You must apply that knowledge, right? And take action on that knowledge. You wouldn't be found in him if all you had was the knowledge of his excellence. You'd only be found in him if you've applied the knowledge of his excellence. The reason I'm bringing this out is because in the world of entrepreneurialism and people that have pursuits that they're going after, there tends to be a lot of preparing to prepare, to prepare, to prepare, to prepare, and never doing. There's a lot of people that collect knowledge, right? That read about the thing that they want to do and then talk to people about the thing they want to do and go in conferences about the thing they want to do and buy courses and buy masterminds and buy coaching about the thing that they want to do, but never actually do the thing that they want to do. And that's probably not you. Although I would say all of us suffer from that a little bit. I suffer from that in various ways. Every time I'm trying to pursue something new, I always have to fight through this resistance for preparing a little bit more, right? Getting a little bit more knowledge. And if you're not careful, the knowledge gathering can actually become an addiction. It's why we have lifelong students, right? People who stay in college for their entire life. There's an addiction that can happen to just 
the knowledge portion because people are curious. And so learning is something that's really powerful, but it's a safe place. It's safe in that you may not, you may feel like you, you, you keep your risk low, but it's actually not safe in that you don't actually pursue and achieve anything. And so knowledge must be applied. Okay. And what it comes down to is success actually is about 90% actions. Okay. Because if you just have the knowledge and you just have the understanding and you never take action, there's zero chance that you'll actually achieve the thing. Right. So success is about action. And it's not just action without knowledge and without wisdom, but it's action. Okay. But you need to actually act. You can't just collect knowledge and not act because you will never achieve the thing that you're going after. You will never be prepared enough to do the thing you're trying to go after. In fact, most of what you will learn is going to be acting and trying and then taking the failures and actually learning from them and doing it better the next time. Um, there's, no, there's no result that you can achieve without some failures along the way. And so I think this idea of preparing to prepare is to try and protect yourself from the potential failure. But the truth is, failure is the way, it's on the path to achieving the thing. That may sound really cliche. You probably hear a lot of people say that, but I just think it's interesting. We see it right here. Knowledge of Christ Jesus is not enough. You must be found in him, which means you must take action on that knowledge. Knowing it is not enough. Knowing it is very valuable. It's worth sacrificing the entire world for, but it is not enough. You must be found in him that in order to do that, you must take action. Just going to end on verse 10 with one little point here. Verse 10 says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. And I wrote down that the prize is the power and the presence and the understanding that you get from being in a relationship with Jesus Christ, with God, with your maker. Sometimes the path that you're on, the path of leadership, the path of entrepreneurialism, sometimes it can be extremely lonely. And the reason it can be lonely is because sometimes you're dealing with things that you can't share with many other people in your life, right? Let's say you run a company and you've got lots of employees or even just a few employees, there are going to be things that happen that you can't share with everybody freely, right? Because not everyone has the same capacity to understand things. It's not even that you should hide things, but you do have to be wise about people's capacity to understand various parts of things, right? And so sometimes there's just things that happen that you can't share, right? Because it would, um, it would, it would, it would get in the head of people. It would hurt people. It would whatever. So it can be lonely, right? And sometimes you can share those with coaches and spouses, 
and um, you know, family and coaching groups and those kind of things. Like that can happen. But I think the point is, is no matter where you are in life, I'm obviously applying it to the entrepreneurial pursuit. But no matter where you are in life, having a relationship with Jesus Christ means that he has gone through more than you. And so there's a comfort and there's a companionship that comes with that. And that is powerful. It's the antidote to feeling like you're doing this all alone is having that relationship. And I've, in my life, felt very alone at certain times of my life, just with certain information that I have that I can't really talk freely about with anybody. They may not understand it. It may not be appropriate for, for, the, for them at whatever role or relationship they have with me. And so praying about it and giving it to God and just being in that, just knowing that there's some comfort from someone who knows more than me and has my best interest in mind, that's very powerful. It tends to be the thing that brings peace, right? That, that it, it brings peace that passes all understanding, right? When you have that relationship, I believe that probably more entrepreneurs and business owners and leaders that are in positions of high pressure. I, I wonder if, if you just decided to invest in your relationship with Jesus Christ, with God, invest in communicating daily in prayer, the power and the, the weapon, the miraculous weapon that prayer is. And we talked about that uh, recently. I wonder if you did that, if you'd feel more empowered and safer and less anxious as you're walking through all these decisions and less lonely. I know for me, I have. So that's maybe something to think about. That's what I got this morning. I hope that was helpful to you. I hope it helps you be more inspired and pursue at a higher level and get more success and to give that glory back to the one who made you, the one who gave it to you. If you'd like to learn more about the Business Devo, go to B-I-Z-D-E-V-O. That's bizdevo.com. And, um, and you can get these in your inbox or get them texted to you if they're helpful to you. Um, you can also learn more about me at kenott.com. That's K-E-N-O-T-T. And until next time, thanks and never stop growing.